Oh, hello. Welcome back to my studio, friend. Thank you for lending me your ears. My name is Cesar, and uh, and I'm glad that you're here so we can sit and we can talk about some things. Most importantly, how are you? How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I don't say so myself but I guess that's the most important part is how are you doing lately I've been listening to a lot of like true crime like true crime podcasts about serial killers and boy it's like a surprise like a kind of disturbing amount of similarities (laughs) between uh between me and some serial killers i'm just kidding i can never hurt a fly um but if there's one thing that i've learned from the serial killers is that they never really talked to anybody they were always they were always really sad and lonely kind of outcast very smart but uh Maybe not too smart because, you know, they went around killing people. But, uh, yeah, they never talked to anybody. No one asked them. No one sat them down in their podcast studio and said, hey, Ted Bundy, John Wayne Gacy, Richard Ramirez, uh, uh, Jeffrey Dahmer. How are you guys doing? No one ever did that to them. And probably because they were fucking scary. And very, like, just disturbing to be around. Maybe too charming. Too charming, like a snake. Like they were, like, snakes. That's not, yeah. No one ever wanted them on a podcast. Maybe some people did. But uh, not my podcast. <sighs> Although it would be pretty, like, <laughs> what keeps you going, Ted? <laughs> what keeps you moving, how do you keep grinding? I like killing women. That's essentially how that podcast would go. Um, all right. Great start to this episode. Wow. Okay. Uh, so, how are you? How are you doing? All of my H-I-T-T-E-R-S. All of my hit down there out there around there up there from here how are you guys doing this is like the third time that I've reached out to everybody this week I'm doing pretty good if you if, if I do so say, 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 say so myself if I do say so myself I'm doing pretty good coming back from that vacation you know, I feel a little rested. I feel a little up to date. Like, you know, that update on your goddamn computer and your phone that you keep pressing, like, remind me tomorrow, remind me later. I finally clicked that fucking button. 
I finally clicked it. And uh, I got to say, I got to say, I do feel a little bit more rejuvenated. If you don't, if you haven't taken a, a vacation in a little bit, even if it's a staycation, like even if you just have to take a week off of work just to stay at home, just to, oh my God, just align your chakras, okay? Align them. Get you centered. So that's really all you have to do. But, uh, but yeah, that, that vacation was pretty sick. Went up north. And drove like nine hours in a fucking car. That was sick. Uh, I mean, not really, but you know, listen to a bunch of podcasts going up that way, and got to spend time with the lady and the lady's family. And that was pretty. That was pretty pretty, bro. Uh, did train up there. Went to a motherfucking Globo gym. And uh, for all my weightlifting hitters out there, you know, you know how that goes. You know how it goes. You walk in the door with your BDE and you see everybody doing their fucking calf raises, working out their forearms, you know, slapping some fucking clay on the delts and the lats and the traps and the buys and the tries and the glutes putting just clay on and working molding man can only whatever that quote is it's hard to be a man or a woman because he himself is the sculptor so he must make him say uh, himself out of clay (laughs) that's not the quote but you know how it is you roll in you roll in you ask him yo you got some Olympic weightlifting platforms and they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? You're like, the things that go on the floor usually by squat racks. He's like, bro, I don't know what you're saying, but let me give you a tour. And I was like, bet. So he took me and, and Bailey, he walked us around. And first we saw like the big sweat room and then like the, like their like their calisthenics room little grassy area like turf and shit for like med balls i was like sick okay get a little sweat in if i want to but i don't walked around he's like you see all these machines yeah that's what we got all these machines and uh he walked we walked down a little bit he's like and this is like a little crossfitty little crossfitty area you got these got these racks these plates and uh, lo and behold, they had some they had some uh, some platforms. It's those weird like conjoined platforms, the ones that like connect to the to the to the squat rack. But I was like, that'll do, pick that'll do. And uh, yeah, we just kind of got after it, Bailey and I. Just got after it, even though like, I mean, everybody knows you walk. You walked by. Like you walk by, or you walk through the gym. Everyone's looking at you like, "What the fuck is this guy doing? Why is he? He doesn't look like me." You know, what is this girl doing? She doesn't look like me. She's not wearing these booty shorts. She's looking like she's about to like actually work something. 
And then, you know, then you start doing your warm up and then people are still looking at you like, what the fuck is what? What is going on? And then, you know, and then you start warming up, you start putting the bar overhead and people are like, what in the world? And then you actually start doing the lifts and people just lose their mind. People just losing their mind. And it also doesn't help that if the gym, the architect who built this failure of a gym looks, uh, decides to put four platforms, four, like four or six platforms. I can't remember if it was two by two or three by three, but all these platforms in this big, just empty space of a room. Think like your average CrossFit box. And then that's like an, an, an extension to the rest of the gym, but there's no like soundproofing. You just, big and empty so everything echoes so i'm sitting there doing some snatchies do some some snatchies at like 70 kilos dropping the bar and it's the loudest thing that any of these people have ever heard in their life because of the echo it's just ridiculous so I'm sitting there and I'm just I'm like embarrassed, I'm uncomfortable, like people are just looking at me, they're like, "Bro, what is this guy doing?" And I'm just trying my hardest not to just Ugh. Ugh. It was such a terrible experience. All the old people were complaining. Sad. Sad day. You know, I'm just sitting there, it's hot. I mean, they had the bars, bro. Oh, my God. I just sound like a big negative Nancy right now. The bars were super thick and there was no knurling. So my hands kept slipping. I had no chalk. Like, they were like, oh, the Ivanko plates, which was pretty sick. Like, I don't know what they were doing at that gym, but, you know, sick with it. But, uh, but yeah, that was my training. <sighs> that was my training story. And then I think it was like two days after where we went to this like super sick watering hole for my uh, my mother-in-law's birthday. Went to a watering hole like out in the boonies, out in the boonies. I've always wanted to be a cowboy, so that was pretty fun. I told Bailey that if I was a cowboy, let me take you back. If I was a cowboy riding on my horse. First off, I would have to find a horse that actually supports my weight. But if I was a cowboy riding a horse, you know, out west, you know, you hear a, a little babbling brook. You're like, what is that? What is that? Is that water? You know, you hear the bugs. They're like, zzz, zzz. You have to hit one off your neck. You're like, ow, freaking bug. You're like, but that sounds like water. So take my horse down to the water get off get off my horse and we come upon this big watering hole you know my horse is thirsty so I gotta let him drink you know it's, it's pretty hot day out in 1850 so I take my boots off take my pants take my Levi's off take my hat off I, I basically undress fully and get in this in this watering hole and then I, I grab my soap and I'm downstream, a downstream from my horse because I don't want to poison him with my with my rank body. 
or my soap downstream from the horse. I'm just washing myself. Maybe, maybe set up, maybe set up a fishing trap, catch me a fish or two. But I spend the day there. That's basically what, what I would do, to be honest. If I was a cowboy, at that watering hole. But it was very nice. We spent the day there. You know, me, her fam, bam. We were there from like goddamn 11 in the morning to like fucking 8 o'clock at night I got sunburnt I'm dark as shit right now everything hurts yeah and then I saw and then we went and saw the Lion King next day on our way back or before we came back that's a great film oh my god I gotta stop talking like that goodness but uh yeah that was my vacation. Spent a lot of time just just lining my chakras. Getting myself back in line. That's very important every now and then. Uh, I, I want to talk to you about one thing today. Or two things today. Not really talk to you. I'm just asking you a question. Who do you play for? Who do you play for? And what team are you on? Are you on team? Are you on team you? Are you on team Jesus? Are you on team juggernaut? Are you on team art? Are you on team music? What team are you on? Who are you? Who are you not loyal to, but where do, where do your intentions, you know, where do your intentions lie? That's, that's, that's one thing, you know, and who do you, so I just asked that. Why are you here? That's the other question. That's the other question that I have. So let's start off with why are you here? When I when it was brought to my attention or when it was <clears throat> when it was uh when I started thinking about it, when I started thinking about that question, I was watching uh Last Chance You. And if you don't know what Last Chance You is from the last episode, I think I kind of talked about it a tiny bit, but Last Chance You is basically a documentary series on Netflix about um, college, uh, uh, junior college out in Independence, Kansas. And it's just, uh, it's basically just a last shot for a bunch of these kids trying to make it to, trying to make it to a D1 school. You know, some of these kids are kickbacks. They get, you know, they fuck up in, in regular school and they have to find a way to get back, you know. So for a lot of these kids, they only have two years to really bust ass and get out. And um, there's this one episode, there's this one episode when the Indy, Indy's the team in Independence, Kansas. That's the, that's the college that it's focused on. They have this uh, rival 
uh, rival, like a crosstown rival. You know, the coaches don't like each other. They have different coaching styles, you know, all that, all that jazz. It's, you know, you get an in-depth look at what Indy's coaches are like, and you have a small in-depth look at what the other coaches are like. And they're completely stark different, you know. But as a as a as as an athlete, as a as a team member, as a team member, you you kind of hold you kind of hold your allegiance to, to whoever's in front. You know, there's no, I think Jocko said it best. There's no such thing as a. It, there's only bad leaders, you know, bad leaders. There's a part where uh, they're going through a little walkthrough practice, so there's no pads, no no nothing. They're just sitting there talking, wearing their just wearing their shorts and stuff, and uh, they're they're in the parking lot, and it's just just a walkthrough because the game's the very next day, so they want they don't want anyone to get hurt. They're just making sure that they know what they're there for. And hey, I don't know why it it just struck me. It was just very power. It was a very powerful thing where. The coach from the other team had each of his players lined up in the formation for special teams. I think it was for a punt. Uh, it was for a punt uh, return. So punt return on defense. Um, and if 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 you're tuning in, you don't know what punt return defense is, or you don't know any of that stuff. It's just guys. They're just there's just a, a formation up front. A formation up front of I think uh, what is it like seven or eight guys and they're just trying to stop the ball from essentially getting kicked but they don't really do a good job it always gets kicked and then they have to return it all the way to the opposite end zone i think yeah that's pretty much a punt team um but the coach is going down in line and there's you know the the front the front five the front front five guys on the line and he goes and he asks them each he's like why are you here and one guy goes you know, to block the punt. And he goes down the line. He's like, why are you here? He's like to, to stuff the, to stuff the offensive lineman and try to get through block the punt. You know, the other guy goes, it's like, why are you here? He's like to shoot the gap. And then when he kicks it to, you know, to follow the ball, he just goes down the line. He asks everybody. He asks every single person there. Why are you here? And, and, call it call it blind call it like blind dedication blind willingness like the, there's a there's an assignment each person on the team each member knew their assignment knew what they had to do and believe fully in their ability to execute on that assignment now, whether you're a part of a football team, you know, whether you're a part of a football team, a weightlifting team, a baseball team, or, you know, a production team, uh, a, an editing team, a, a group of writers, each person, you know, uh, each person is going to have an assignment. And, and if you're willing to I guess, and I guess you, if you take into the, if you take into account, it's the, these kids have nothing else but football to focus on. You know, that's their only purpose there. Like that's their only reason there to go play football, get a degree 
So they're completely focused and enveloped by the idea that what they're doing is the right thing. You know, that this is just their job. Like the playing football is their sole job, but they're so wrapped up in, in their assignment that, that they believe in it. They believe in it so much, you know, they believe in it so much. And, and it just got me thinking, it's like, that should be the way that it is in everything. Or that's, that's at least the way that everyone should start thinking about, or at least the way that I think I should start thinking about things where I have an assignment. I have an assignment. What are your assignments? What are, what are the most important things for you or me? I don't know. I don't know how to talk to myself while talking to myself. What are the most important things to me? You know, what's, what's my assignment? Like my assignment is to be the best weightlifter that I can be. You know, how do I do that? You know, what numbers do I have to hit? <laughs> how much do I have to train? How do I, what, you know, how much do I have to eat? What do I have to eat? You know, you have that assignment and, and it starts with a play, you know, they, they have each, each person has an assignment for a play, you know? And every day, if you take every day and give yourself a small assignment and you don't have to overload yourself with so many assignments that it starts getting crazy, you know, but you give yourself one assignment a day, like this morning, for instance, like I, I had to wake up, I had to wake up to go and train early, uh, because I had to go to work this morning and I not only, you know, I, I did, I had my food ready prepped, but I still had to eat breakfast and all that stuff. So, and I had to take my dad to work. So, you know, I had to put out a podcast. I, <laughs> I woke up and my assignment was to train, you know, that was my assignment. I, I want, that was my main assignment for the day. And I was, I said to myself, you know, I thought to myself, you know, regardless, I, you know, I don't want to wake up early. I don't feel like waking up. I don't feel like opening my eyes. I don't feel like taking my dad to work. I don't feel like even moving, but I believe so, so blindly in the fact that I'm doing the right thing. I'm doing, I'm doing my job. I'm doing what I have to do. You know, that's my assignment. And I was talking to, I was talking to my, my cowboy cousin yesterday about, about, about it. I, I basically talked to him about the same example where each kid, each kid on this play has a certain assignment they have to accomplish and they're willing to do it no matter what. But a good point that he brought up was, you know, yeah, that's all fine and dandy, but what happens when they get smacked in the mouth? What happens when they contact somebody? What happens when the adversary, the person on the other side, whether it's themselves, whether it's another person, whether it's a circumstance, whether it's whatever, what happens if that gets in the way of them achieving of their, of them completing their assignment. And if there's anything that I learned from my days as a, uh, as a high school football player is that no matter what, no matter what, after your play on defense, you had to run to the ball. No matter if the ball was thrown 
15, 20 yards the opposite direction of you, if you were on the ground 15, 20 yards away from it, you had to get up and run to the ball no matter what. Run all the way through. And 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 I think that's and I I really think that that's the way that I have to I have to tackle life. I have to kind of push through and and tackle life because fuck. There's a lot of you know, there's a lot of stuff that I don't want to do. There's a lot of stuff that I don't I I don't necessarily have to do, but I want to. I want to achieve my assignment, you know. I want to get through. I want to get through, and I want to run through the ball. I want to run through the play. You know, I want to. I want to finish all the way through. It was just. It was. It was just something that got me thinking because something is always going to go wrong, and and you have to think about all the possible ways that you're going to be able to, you're going to have to get through to complete your assignment when everything inevitably goes wrong. Cause things are just going to go wrong. You can't, you can't, you can't, you can't help it. Now it's not enough to, to just know your assignment. You have to have that faith. You have to have that, that blind faith that I'm talking about. And I, I, I don't know, maybe it's, maybe it's my, my own, you know, my own ability to put myself in my old shoes where I was just, you know, I, I being an athlete, but I think, but I, but I do believe everyone feels it. Cause when they have something that they're so convinced that they're, doing the right thing with their life when they're doing the right thing. I think they know that everything they do has a purpose. I think that's what it is. It's that assignment is, is your purpose. Having an assignment, having an assignment, completing that assignment on every play, every day, every, in every opportunity, that's, that kind of adds to your purpose. So you got to make sure that you got to make sure that that you're protecting that faith and that you're protecting that. I I don't know if it's not you know that purpose. Yeah, that takes us back to the very the very like one of the very first episodes that we ever had was that you know purpose and intention are the things that keep you going, and that's that's definitely true. But you got to find that you know. You got to find ways to make, you got to find ways to stay, to stay driven, you know, whether it's a blind kind of mentality, like a blind kind of focus, or that's an oxymoron, like a blind focus, but like a blind hope, like a blind faith that everything you're doing is, is, is going well, is, is, is putting you towards the thing that you want most. But at the end of the day, I guess it really just depends on what it is that you want most because if we put it in a literal sense if we put it in a literal sense like you know like like sports and you're basing yourself off of performance and eventually where you'll end up you know there's a possibility that might not happen 
But if you if you base it on the feeling that you have inside, like you feel great about yourself, you feel proud about the things that you've accomplished, you could do that whatever way. You know, you could find ways to make yourself proud. You could find ways to be happy with yourself. I think all the serial killer stuff messed with my head. <laughs> um, moving on. Moving on. So that was asking yourself why you're here. Making sure you're in tune with why you're here and making sure that why you're here is that kind of burning desire to to do it takes steps in the right direction regardless of regardless of what that direction is is it's taking steps in the right direction and and knowing that you're moving forward and the second question is uh, a totally different. Uh, it's 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 a totally different sport that I kind of got inspired by, but the question comes from, um, well, who do you play for? Mainly, that's the question, and the the inspiration behind it was was uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the miracle on ice. But the miracle on ice, and I've talked about this before, but it's one of the greatest, one of the greatest hockey stories ever. But the miracle on ice was basically that Olympic hockey team, the U.S. Olympic hockey team, who was just a bunch of ragtag ragamuffins, and these hitters all, these hitters all, you know, came from different schools, different walks of life different everything a lot of them had really similar names but but uh but everything about them was was different so to speak besides this you know besides the fact that they all played hockey and there's a scene in the movie it's called miracle there's a scene in the movie where the boys finally got picked for the team you know, they had their roster set for the Olympic team. And there's just a practice going on. And and one of the guys, one of the players from, uh, one of the players from, uh, on the team went to Boston University and another one went to a different university. And they were... They had a previous, a previous bout, I should say. Uh, there was just bad blood between the two, and they're practicing for the Olympics. And one of these guys comes up, targets this guy, and just fucking lays him out. Just lays him out. And then they start fighting. They throw the gloves off. They're like, "Let's go!" And they start fighting, and the coach. Uh, coach just lets him go. He just lets him go. He lets him fight. And eventually they kind of see, they kind of see how, well, Herb, a coach, Herb Brooks, they just let him go. And, uh, and they, they kind of just 
see how stupid it is, how stupid their fighting is. And he's like, it looks like a bunch of idiots. Looks like a bunch of idiots trying to, trying to manhandle each other for football because football's dumb. But, um, he kind of pulls them apart and he asks them, what team do you play for? Oh, well, first he asks them, he's like, I think this is a time to start getting to know each other. So they start introducing themselves, kind of go along. And the two obviously are from two different schools, two different walks of life. They're, they're two different characters, you know, but they, they share that common, that common blood with each other where they, they're kind of, you know, they have that competitive edge with each other. So they're going, he asked the whole team, he asked the whole team, you know, where they're from. And again, they're all different. Everyone has a different story. Everyone has a different way about them. Everyone has a different life. You know, no people share the same life, which is very similar in action, but on the inside, everyone's different. Now, they go, they go, and they they go out to Europe for a practice game before the Olympics, and they get their shit kicked in, and they they end up tying. So they end up tying, and the whole time this this whole movie is about beating the Russians, because Russians are the bad guy in like every sports movie ever. Rocky Four, you know, weightlifting in real life for a while, uh, hockey. What else? Bowling, maybe. Oh, that's an American sport. Uh, I don't know. Think of the Russians and how good the Russians are at everything and uh, and how they're always portrayed as the bad guys. Maybe that's just American propaganda, but they are really good at a lot of stuff, especially hockey. They fucking kicked everyone's ass at hockey back then. So the young hitters, the young U.S. hitters, are trying to beat or they, their main goal is to beat the the Russian hockey team and these guys have been undefeated for like 10 years they won every Olympic games for like 10 15 like 10 20 years in a row it was insane and um, they go out to they go out to Europe for like a practice game before and then they tie and they're not working hard they're just they're just being a bunch of pieces of shit, the whole team. And, and Herb sees it. He's pretty fucking pissed about it. So after the game, after the game, everyone leaves. He tell, Herb tells the assistant coach, he's like, hey, keep them on the fucking ice. Keep them on the ice after the game. So he keeps them on the ice. And then he starts making them do suicide sprints on their skates. And I've, I can't even skate. I can't even, I can't even roller skate. But I can't imagine that being very easy. Um, so they're doing suicide sprints on ice. And Herb just keeps going again, again. Like he just keeps him going. I don't know how many times he made him do it, but he just keeps him going. At some point, at some point, the, the janitor comes by. He's like, he's like, hey, bro, I, I want to get the fuck out of here. I want to go home. He's like, just give me the keys. I'll close up for you. And, uh. And he shuts the lights off. These guys are just, they're still doing their suicide sprints. You know, they're still doing their suicide sprints. 
uh, on the ice in the dark and 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 Herb is just just letting him know. He's like, if you think that you can win on talent alone, that you're wrong. So you know you don't have enough talent to win on talent alone. He's telling him that the name on the front of their jersey is a hell of a lot more important than the ones on their back. And the thing that really stuck out was win, lose, or tie, you're going to play like champions. You keep playing this way, you won't beat anybody who's even good, let alone great. And that this cannot be a team of common men because common where common men go nowhere. They're dying. They're all dying on the ice, by the way. They're like all throwing up and just breathing hard and shit's rough. And the assistant coach is like, bro, like this has gone on long enough. This is crazy. Like someone's going to get hurt. And, and Herb is like, send them. Send them again. Send them. And then Micah Ruzioni. He, before, before he blows a whistle, he goes, he yells his name out. He goes, Mike Ruzioni, up from Winthrop, Massachusetts. And Herb looks at him and he goes, who do you play for? And Mike goes, the United States of America. So before, before when he first asked them the question, they were all saying their own colleges, like, you know, like their own respective colleges, everything, everywhere that they came from. And you ask, you know, who do you play for? And, and it, it takes time to grow. It takes time to grow. It takes time to develop that, that, that sense of what does this really mean? You know. That's why these two, like, these two questions from two different sports, why are you here, why are you here, and who do you play for, they're, they're different, but same, same, you know, same, same, but different, but different, but the same, same, because remembering who you play for is just as important as remembering why you're playing for them. So if you take the time, same thing. If you take the time to figure out who you're playing for, that's very powerful. That was a long pause. Sorry. So who are you playing for? You know, it took them dying. It took them getting their ass kicked. It took them getting beaten down and tying to come together and understand that there there's a bigger there's a bigger purpose for why they're there and it, it kind of ties into the uh it kind of ties into that be humble don't let the pie crumble thing where when you recognize that there's a purpose out there bigger than you 
or you step outside of yourself. You step outside of yourself because it's the right thing to do. You step outside of yourself because there's more to it. There's a bigger picture here. Greater things will happen. So the same thing. I asked my I asked my cowboy cousin. I asked some. I asked some of those questions. I asked him, "Why are you here? And who do you play for?" He goes, "Well, it's like who would I play for? Jesus." <laughs> and he's like, "Why am I here? I'm technically because Jesus put me here." And you know what? That's that's him. And if that's a you know if that's what if that's if that's his purpose. If that's who he plays for, and if that's why he's here and he's content with that, all the power to him. You know. Who 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 do I play for? I you know what? And I would love I my who do I play for? The United States of America. I'm putting it out there. You know, who do I play for? The United States of America. I'm on I'm trying to be on par with those hitters, with those, with those hockey players. I would love to, I would love to sit back and say that I play for the United States of America, that I lift weights for the United States of America. Why am I here to be the best weightlift that I could be for the United States of America? You know, but it's not just that. That's one, that's one of them, you know? Who do I play for? The Thousand Ways Podcast. Why am I here? Because sometimes within all the ridiculous babbling and stuff that I talk about, there's there there could potentially be something that someone listens to that maybe prevents them from turning into a goddamn serial killer. Maybe. Maybe. I hope so. That would be... That'd be amazing. <sighs> you got to keep that dog mentality. Stay hard. I don't know if anyone listens to David Goggins on Instagram, but after everything, after after all his posts, he goes, "Stay hard." And man, to have a such a chiseled body and mindset I I would kill for that <laughs> it's very important that it's very important that you understand that you, uh, and this is this is what I believe you don't have to believe it but I believe that you believe that we're very similar that's why you're listening at least agree with some stuff that I say. But uh, I believe that everyone everyone here has a reason. And figuring out, figuring out why is uh, just as important as figuring out, uh, figuring out, you know, who you're here for. If you're here to live a life for yourself, if you're here to live a life for your parents, your wife, your children, your family... There's no wrong answer. There's no wrong answer. I mean, definitely don't live it for like, for like evil. Don't live it to, to, to kill 
men and women. Don't do that. Don't eat men and women. Don't do that. Don't play on team. Don't play on team serial killer. That's not good. That's not a good reason. But any other reason besides like racism, that's also a good reason. Uh, to that's also not a good reason. Sorry. <laughs> Whoops. Everyone is here playing for for a team that they might not recognize yet that they might not have acknowledged yet or they're just not familiar with yet you know get comfortable with that team maybe you need to find that team maybe you need to step out and and look for a team a team can, doesn't have to be a big team a team could just be two people you and somebody else you and a friend, you and a lover, you and a mentor, or it could be you and a group of friends, a group of lovers, <laughs> a group of mentors. <sighs> this podcast has gone on long enough. How many minutes have I gone? 45 minutes. That's good, right? That's good. I mean, the other ones have only been like 15 minutes, so this is an extra 30. Uh, yo, what is that? Gross! That was poop on the ground. Not like real poop, but like trash poop. Oh. All right, everybody. Uh, I, I thank you for listening. Uh, this episode wasn't really... Uh, that explosive in energy, but I promise that uh, the next one, next one will be better. Uh, cause I'm here for team, team thousand ways, and I'm here for team USA and team Jesus, and uh, I'm just I'm just here to be the best that I can be. So, thank you everybody. I'll talk to you next week and just be easy out there. Everybody remember, you just gotta be, you gotta be easy. Love you guys.